Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Got some adventure going. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's Integrity Leadership Call. We are coming from the book Thinking Grow Rich. And the pastor is not in town. That means the deacons are getting down. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that means <laughs> myself and Mr. Uh, half of the award-winning humor consultants, Mr. Phil Sorrentino, will be and myself will be facilitating on today's uh, training or call for integrity leadership. We are in the book, Think and Grow Rich. Whichever version you have works, okay? As long as you have the book. If you don't have the book, don't worry about it. Um, just, you know, uh, I sent out, when I sent out the messages, you have, I, I put the link in there for, it's on YouTube. The full audio book is on YouTube. So you can follow along that way as well. All right, well, we're about to do it. Now, before, um, not before, as we're getting started, Mr. Phil wanted me to read a letter that was written to Napoleon Hill. Uh, it may be in your version, it may not be, but it's okay. So I'm going to read it right now. To find it in your version, you might look into introduction chapter. It says introduction, and it's the last, the last part, the last part of the chapter. And I think it's a good way to set up how we're going to spend some time together this next hour. Okay, right. Okay. Um, because it, it, it may be under uh, a subtitle principles that can change your destiny. Not sure. It could, it may not be. All right. So it says, my dear Napoleon, my service as a member of Congress has <clears throat> having given me an insight into the problems of men and women. I am writing to offer a suggestion which may become helpful to thousands of worthy people. In 1922, you delivered the commencement address at Salem College when I was a member of the graduating class. In that address, you planted in my mind an idea which has been responsible for the opportunity I now have to serve the people of my state and will be responsible 
in a very large measure of whatever success I may have in the future. I recall, as though it were yesterday, the marvelous description you gave of the method by which Henry Ford, with but little schooling, not a dollar, and no influential friends, rose to great heights. I made up my mind then, even before you had finished your speech, that I would make a place for myself, no matter how many difficulties I had to surmount. Thousands of young people will finish their schooling this year and within the next few years. Every one of them will be seeking just such a me message of practical encouragement as the one I received from you. They will want to know where, where to turn, what to do to get started in life. You can tell them because you have helped to solve the problems of so many, many people. There are thousands of people in America today who would like to know how they can convert ideas into money. People who must start from scratch without finances and recoup their losses. If anyone can help them, you can. If you publish the book, I would like to own the first copy that comes from the press, personally autographed by you. With best wishes, believe me, cordially yours, Jennings Randolph. <clears throat> All right. It was interesting that some of the chapters they left out, by the way, and since I have the original version with one of the paragraphs was with apologies, I must state that the suggestion, if acted upon, will mean several years of labor and responsibility for you. But I am in hearted to make the suggestion because I know your great love for rendering useful service. And then another one that he didn't put in there, millions of people are now facing the problems of staging a comeback because of the depression. And I speak from personal experience when I say, I know these earnest people will welcome the opportunity to tell, their, to tell you their problems and to receive the suggestions you have. And then another one was, if there's any possibility, could, could I offer possibility that you can offer to render a great service? May I offer the suggestion that you include with every book, your personal analysis charts, i.e. his version of the Marcus Buckingham uh, role challenge, in order that the purchaser of the books may have the benefits of a completely self-inventory indicating, as you, as you indicated to me many years ago, exactly what's standing in the way of success. So we've got the, all the ingredients here to really take what Napoleon Hill has put out there years and years ago and apply it to, to the current situation yep okay and because that part it was a part that i read i said it sounds like today because he was talking about a 1922 where uh it says there are thousands of people in america today who would like to know how they could convert ideas into money people who must start from scratch without finances and recoup their losses yeah that's that sounds like people today okay but it says if anyone can help them you can and this book has helped many many people so that's how we're starting off. Well, and I'm still amazed that when I give a speech, it's the, the second book I hold up. The first book I hold up is the Bible. The second book is Think and Grow Rich because I, it has a, a, a cooked into it has your sixth sense and we define your sense of humor as your seventh sense. And I'll ask the audience, how many of you know the book? And I am completely amazed in today's world how few people still are not aware of this piece of literature and this piece of guidance to help you get what you want in life. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Anyone have any thoughts on the letter or what we've been discussing so far? All right. Crickets. All right. 
Y'all know we are facilitators, okay? We we we're not the lecturers now. We're just here. I was. I want to say I I seen the boldness in it. I like the fact that I like how there was a kudos in it. I give you your props, but then also there's a demand in this because what I want from you is that first autograph copy. Like, so I'm pushing you, he pushed him to make him, you know, make him feel good. But then at the end of the day, the letter is what will get you now that first autograph copy, you know, and it makes and it makes you step out above all the rest because you wrote the letter. So that's that's where I took from that. Like that was ballsy. That was big book, that was big balls moves right there. I like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Adrian. All right. Anyone else? Here's something else I pulled out of the chapter for desire. You may as well know right here that you can never have riches in great quantities unless you can work yourself into a white hot, white heat of desire for money and actually believe you will have the possession of it. And then I think this one gave me goosebumps when I read it. Never in the history of America has there been so great an opportunity for practical dreamers as now exists, which I believe that's true today. The six-year economic collapse has reduced all men substantially to the same level. A new race is about to, be, to run. The stakes, I'm getting goosebumps right now reading this. The stakes represent huge fortunes that will be accumulated within the next 10 years. The rules of the race have changed because we now live in a changed world that definitely favors the masses. Those who, who had been little or no opportunity to win under the circumstances existed during the depression where fear paralyzed the growth and development. We who are in this rate for riches shall be encouraged to know that this changed world in which we live in is demanding new ideas, a new way of doing things, a new leader, new inventions, new methods of teaching, new methods of marketing, new books, new literature, new features on the radio, new ideas of moving pictures, which that all sounds like ATS. I mean, it's amazing. Back all this demand for a new and better thing, there's only one qual quality which one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose. The knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to possess it. The business discretion marks the death of one age and the birth of another. This changed world requires practical dreamers who can and will put their dreams into action. The practical dreamers will always been and always will be pattern makers of civilization. Comments? That burning desire. I'm, I'm liking that. Mm -hmm. I, I got yeah. the one too. I felt that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Burning desire is something else. Okay. So there are 13 principles in this book. And the first one is burning desire. So everything begins with an idea, thoughts, ideas, and organized plans. Okay. Thoughts are things. Incred okay. Let me, you just can't, I just can't fly with that. Thoughts are things. And that's how the book starts off. Um, in the introduction, it is the very, the first three words, the first sentence says thoughts are things. And that is, that is, you know, the truth, like facts. Incredibly powerful things when mixed with definite, definiteness of purpose, like Mr. Field just read, 
persistence and a burning desire for their translation into riches. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. I'm looking uh, in the chapter, We've this isn't the first year that Antonio has gone over Think and Grow Rich. And he would say some stuff that I, I had to write it down in the book. And it talks about uh, how Edwin C. Barnes went, got on a freight train to go to Orange, New Jersey, because he made up in his mind that he was going to go into business with Thomas Edison, not for him. He decided he didn't want to work for him. He wanted to work with him. And that was his burning desire. And the first note I, I wrote down that Antonio said is, you don't start off looking like your destiny, okay? Because it says, it, 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 back in the day, it called Edwin C. Barnes a tramp. Now today, we don't think of tramp. If I told you, if I said somebody looked like a tramp, you don't think of what they meant, tramp, okay? <laughs> back then, tramp, I think was like, a, a, a help you out, Mr. Bill, like a, a, a very poor person that looked shabby and stuff like that. I'm right. not that old. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, you're right. <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be equivalent to somebody who's homeless. Okay, there you go. Okay, because if I if I if I said, "Man, I saw a guy that looked like a tramp," you would you you wouldn't think that. You think in today's version of a tramp, but no, not here. He, so today, um, he was he basically looked homeless, and not saying he was, but he didn't have any money, and so but it says his thoughts. He may have resembled a tramp, but his thoughts were those of a king, okay? Because you don't start off looking like your destiny, okay? Everyone, we all start off and we have that dream and that desire, but we see where we want to be. We just may not be there yet. So you don't start off looking like your destiny. And he also said, I'm talking about Antonio, one of these other notes I put in this book, how you speak determines where you are. I mean, y'all know Antonio like punching people in the face. So we've, we've got this. Tip is going to test to this because she was there too. Okay. So, so <laughs> you don't start off looking like your destiny and how you speak determines where you are. I know somebody got something to say. I'm going to stop talking right here. Thoughts on what I just, on what I just talked about. Please. Okay. You know, I'm a teacher. I don't, I don't mind silence. I had to holler last time when you said that. I don't mind silence. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that. I cannot, me, myself and Mr. Phil cannot move on unless we know that somebody is understanding what we're talking about. Okay, so repeat what you just said. I'm multitasking. Or, or not understanding. You cannot oh, understand it and not, ask a question right, too. Right. <laughs> you don't have to understand it. Right. My, my apologies. Yes. Because if you don't understand it, we can keep, we can keep talking about it. You don't start off looking like your destiny and how you speak determines where you are. How you speak determines where you are? Mm-hmm. And you don't start, no, you don't start off looking like your destiny. Because I know at one point I was looking a hot mess <laughs> as I was, you know, moving forward towards my destiny. But experience and knowing your your business, knowing your niche, knowing the service that you provide when you're talking about it, that does display where you at, I guess, within your destiny. You know, 
showing how you don't have too far to go as long as you continue on the path that you're taking. Okay. All right. Good. Knowing your information is powerful. So knowing your information will open up the door for you to get closer to your destiny. Your inf the information, the knowledge that you have will open up the door for you to get closer to your destiny. Nobody that wants no stupid person. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ms. Michelle. Anyone else have any thoughts? Yes, I agree with that because if say you um, wake up or you having a bad day and you decided to keep displaying those words in your head, you're mm -hmm. going to continue to have a bad day and you're going to feel sluggish. But if you keep declaring over yourself and speaking out and say, hey, I am a queen, I am a, a world changer, you be begin to change the chemicals in your head and then you changing the vibration and the frequencies in the in the air and the wave but you begin to change your mood when you begin to speak highly of yourself say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill so i believe that is true all right yeah and that and that goes to the exercise i do in my speeches where i have people pretend like they have a lemon pretend like they cut it in half pretend like they smelled it pretend like they bit it and literally they wince and salivate and they know my words aren't true but their body reacts as if it was. Their body could not not react as if it was because I planted the seeds that we were going through an exercise. So that's how powerful your words are. That's how powerful your thoughts are. Here's something else out of here. You have been disappointed. You have undergone a great defeat during the depression and have felt the great heart within you crushed until it bled. Take courage for these experiences have tempered the spiritual mental of what you are made of. They are assets of uncomparable value. Remember too, all those who have succeeded in life get off to a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis through which they've introduced to their other selves. John Bryant wrote in The Pilgrim's Progress, which is among the finest of all of English literature after he'd been confined in prison and sure, surely published because of his views on the subject of religion. O. Henry discovered his genius, which slept in his brain until after he met with great misfortune and was confined in a prison cell in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio made the original Think and Grow Rich text. How cool is that? Being forced through misfortune to become acquainted with his other self and to use his imagination. He discovered himself to be a great author instead of a miserable criminal and outcast. Strange, and, and we had a great conversation last night with John, John Calloway, which was really a lot of fun. And that makes me think of that, of what prison helped him be who he is today. Strains and variety are the way of life and strangers, and strangers still are the way of infinite intelligence. 
through which men are sometimes forced to undergo all sorts of punishment before discovering their own brains and their own capabilities to create useful ideas through imagination. Thank you. So Any much. comments on that, kids? Okay, I know um, when our CEO unmuted her mic, Adrian did too. Uh, Adrian, did you have something you wanted to share? Okay. I was going to say, I could leave it there the way Arcia said it, that kind of, that kind of, that was what I was about to say. Just sometimes you have to speak what is not so that it can be. And that's the way, that's the best way sometimes to do it. Um, even to the point where Mr. Phil always does the, um, the, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait, don't forget, and all of them, even even the even those have a way of reminding you of the negative in what it is, as opposed to I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait seems like it's the negative of you, you as opposed to not even having the negative to grab to, like I didn't remember, as opposed or I like don't forget, as opposed to just remember. You know, so some I I hear that when he's saying that. So I can understand how when you start to change your mind and you don't even let those words come out of your mouth, you won't even be able to let that kind of feeling manifest in you. But I have a confession to make. I have proclamations just on my bathroom window. And I could just want to speak for myself. If you're a person that's not used to saying proclamations every day, it's going to take a little time to get used to saying it you know I have it on my window every day and I still walk in my bathroom I'm sorry not window my mirror and I still walk in my bathroom because I'm either feeling too tired I'm already struggling getting up to get the boys and, and start my day so I ain't trying to look at the window and be like I love you Michelle you are gorgeous <laughs> I, I'm just being honest <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know how much I love you. <laughs> you really no. needed that laugh. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to. I mean, I stand on my window. I'll be like, okay. And especially how you woke up in the morning. So, and for a person, like I said, and I love my age, you know, I, I feel good at 45. But I will have to say, growing up, I never did proclamations because one I didn't always believe in love myself so it's really a struggle and a mentality a, a struggle in my mentality to make myself and now and now when I do and when I am woke and I go in my bathroom and brush my teeth after I went in there and shook the boys up I'm still looking at the proclamations and I still don't mumble or say a mumbling word and I'll be like well what's the purpose of it being up there if you ain't gonna speak it so it's like I have to force myself to speak it to where I train my brain to focus on what I'm proclaiming and then believe it at the same time. Right on. Well, you've heard many people say, fake it till you make it. I've cleaned that up a little bit. I go, project it until you perfect it. That's it. That's it. Start being and thinking and acting 
the way the person you want to be and you'll be the person you want to be by how you think be and act that's right you know i talk about in my programs and many of you may remember about the reticular activating system mm -hmm. which we which it's it's our programming we're programmed to focus on the negative if we focused on the positive the media would be positive but they know that our we're, we're hardwired to focus on the negative and for those of you who weren't at any of my programs to, to explain that to you, your reticular activating system is about the size of a half dollar. It's part of your reptilian brain. And it forces you to focus on what has changed, what is different and what do you need to survive? It's so ingrained in you, when you put a child on the kitchen floor, what does the child find? Dirt, cat food, Cheerios, the child will instinctively look at the pattern of the floor, and no matter how intricate the pattern is, the child will be drawn to what doesn't fit the pattern. They will find what doesn't fit the pattern, no matter how, or you get a new car, you get a ding on the car. For the next two weeks, what do you look at? The ding. You call strangers out of the parking lot to ruminate with you over your ding. If it's on the passenger side, you'll walk around for a few days and look at it. Why you look at that thing, I have a ding. Or you get an outfit, you get a little spot on your outfit. I can't wear this spot. In my programs, I say, who's got a tag stick in their purse? And there's always the woman that's like completely maxed out and she wouldn't have a spot on her if you paid her. And I say, how many people have a tag stick in your purse? And she's the one that raises her hand. I say, I knew it was you. And as a matter of fact, a lot of times I'll point them out ahead of time. I say, man, I bet you have a tag stick in your purse. And she goes, oh, how did you know? It's called the reticular activating system. And when we were hunter-gatherers, and we've been hunter-gatherers and a lot longer we've been farmers. Our job was to look at the woods. If the woods would change, it could be food or we could be food. So we have this instinct, we have this programming, we have our humanness that forces us to focus on what has changed, what is different, what do we need to survive? So we must force ourselves on a regular basis to override our humanness and count our blessings. If you don't have your health, does anything else matter? If the people we love don't have their health, does anything else matter? If you've lost hope or faith, does anything else matter? There's a French philosopher who said, we're not human beings that have spiritual experiences. He says, we're spiritual beings and we're just currently having a human experience. So part of the reason why we're down here is to help override our humanness and tap into the divinity that's in us all so that we can think and grow rich. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. Any thoughts before we move on? Keep going. All right. All right. I've got other nuggets from Antonio in his book because because we're talking about thoughts and desire. Oh, your brain desire. Um, it was one, one of these years. He said, the energy of this universe shifts and adapts to my thoughts. Therefore, the whole world bends to what I think, okay? The energy of this universe shifts and adapts to my thoughts. Therefore, the whole world bends to what I think. And then he said, the universe doesn't care what you burn for. We're talking about burning desire. Doesn't care what you burn for. It will be obedient to what you burn for. And then he said, put a star by this one. Your complaints have always been burning desires. So yeah, he again, he, he likes to hit you in the gut, you know, in, in, you know, 
you know, let you know, hey, okay. Because we always say, well, I didn't want that. Well, if you keep talking about it and thinking about it, you did. You just wanted what didn't serve you. But you can always change that around. With your burning desire. Well, John did not start off by accident. And the word is made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Okay. That's right. Okay. There you go. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. Because thoughts are things. And when you control here, if you know what you want here, all you have to do is bring it from here to out here uh, to hold it in your hand. Uh, also, if you know what you want, and if you want it strongly enough to muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. Okay. How many of you have, you know, said you wanted something and you, you felt, you believe you were going to get it and you did because nothing or no one stopped you from getting what it is, that thing that you truly wanted. You may have said, I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. Pretty sure that should have been all, that should be all of us. Doesn't matter what it is. You, you got it. And here it says, there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must belief, not merely hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, and belief. Grace, you're, you mooted yourself. What was the last sentence you said, Mr. Bill? <laughs> you read. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, and belief. Wow. Okay. So your mind has to be open to receive in order to get the things that you want. Things that you desire, that, that burning desire. I know some of y'all got, why y'all so quiet? I know y'all got stuff that y'all want. Well, I think what's so nice about the people here in ATS, we really care about each other and we really want each other to succeed. And, you know, most of the time out there, people are so jealous of each other or envious or in corporate America, they, you know, with promotions and you got the promotion, you didn't, you have to fight each other for this and you know so they they put they put out there that competition and and i think that people get caught up in in that and and don't want to help each other and the negativity starts there and you're not thinking um with every with other people in mind and, and you hold back things and you don't share and try to try to help others. And, and you see that out there. And, and I think this past year has been a really awakening for people that, you know, doesn't matter who you were, we were all at home. You know, we all had to do, we all had to you know, when we were in lockdown and all those things. And I think it's taught a lot of people. And then they were home and the way they, you know, were 
talking to each other, families that hadn't talked for a long time and what real values there were out there. And then you saw people, more people become entrepreneurs and finally think and grow, want to think and grow rich. Think, think right, get their head on straight and grow rich. So that's what I see out there. Thank you so much, Miss Susan. Okay, Miss Susan said a lot, and we are we are different. Um, this family is different. We don't, you know, we push others to succeed as rather than what Miss Susan said, being jealous of someone else. Someone else's light shining. No, we encourage that here. Well, Grace. Yes, sir. And until we have a hundred thousand and one people involved, every one of us are going to be millionaires. Correct. <laughs> Think about that. Because <laughs> you're going to create 100,000 millionaires. So as long as we're here for now, we've got to be one of those. Until he has 100,001, the chances are we're going to be one of those millionaires. I said, <laughs> wink, wink. Remember, no more effort is required to aim high in life, to demand abundance and prosperity than is required to accept misery and poverty. Mm. A great poet has correctly asked this universal truth through these lines. I bargained with life for a penny and life would pay no more. However, I bargained at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is just an employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you've set your wages, why you must bear the tasks. I work for a menial hire only to learn dismayed that any wage I asked of life, life would have willingly been paid. Mm-hmm. And that gets us right into the six steps for burning desire. One of the things I'd like to challenge us is they got these six steps in here and everybody has read it. How many of us have really done what it said mm. in these six steps? Has anybody done what these six steps are dead? Do you know what the six steps are? We'll cover them in a minute. I was going to say, what is it? Is it writing down, writing down the statements? Yeah. And- yeah, I, you want me to do, you want me to read them? You've done I've it. Done. I think I have. Good for you. I mean, think about it. It's here. It's there. And I like to have, I like to read it. If you don't have it, we can help you get it. And I'd like next week when we're on the call with Antonio, if we have a number of us have completed these six steps to tell him what he did while he was not here, I think that'd be kind of a cool little exercise. Nice little challenge for us. Right. I put it in the chat. The six steps for anyone who didn't. Oh, have oh it. good. So first, fix your mind on the exact amount of money you desire. Any questions on that? (laughs) If it's not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money, be as definite as to the amount. There is a psychological reason for the definiteness which will be described in the subsequent chapter. Second, determine exactly what you intend to give in in return for the money you desire. There's no such thing as something for nothing. Three, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. You can stop me at any time if you have any questions or comments. Okay, four, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once whether you are ready or not, to put this plan into action. Five, 
Write out a clear, conscious statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for its acquisition. State what you intend to give in return for the money and describe clearly the path with, through which you intend to accumulate it. So in other words, write all this down that we talked about. And then six, read your written statement aloud twice daily. Once just at, before retiring at night and once after rising in the morning. As you, as you read, see and feel, and this is in bold. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. My earbud just fell out, so I'm looking. Any questions? Right. Go ahead, Chantel. Chantel. I don't have a question. Um, I guess more of a, a comment. Um, thank you for reading through that, Phil, and, and everyone's comment bar because I found like what I did to get to where I am will no longer serve me for where I'm going. Um, for an example, I didn't I never had a particular goal in mind. Um, I just always did whatever came to mind and money just came to me. Um, contracts, deals, clients, they just came to me. Um, not even having to really post on social media or yes, I had a strategy, but it wasn't really for money. It was for me to just kind of test out and flow my creativity. And so now that I'm at this place, I think I, I know that I'm gonna have to change how I'm moving forward as well as incorporating um, incorporating that into my daily routine and mindset as well so that I know I'm not just aiming towards anything but now I know exactly what I want and I move towards that so this is really helpful thank you well thank you well everybody's different that's the neat thing we're all unique so your path is as unique as you are there's a book I gave Antonio for his birthday last year called the education of oversoul seven and it's based on the Seth material. Jane Roberts wrote it. It's a novel she wrote. Seth was a spirit that talked through Jane Roberts and wrote all this stuff down. And then she said, based on that experience, she wrote this novel called The Education of Oversoul 7. And Oversoul 7 is an oversoul that's manifested in four different lives at four different times, all at the same time. I mean, think of that for a while, four different lives four different times, but all at the same time. And that oversoul is, is teaching those four souls, but at the same time is being educated by another soul. It's like three-dimensional chess. And guess how does the oversoul communicate with its four souls? Anybody want to guess? Um, vibration? Maybe. Meditation, like literally because it's, we're all one. Through. Yeah. How? Through dreams. That's how the oversoul communicates with its soul that is, that is nurturing is through the dreams. So it's a fun little read. Through dreams, what do you mean by that? Like, so like literally through sleep and just like as everyone sleeps, 
in their sleep cycle or whatever, like in between the sleep and wake world, that's how the communication happens. Yeah, Oversoul like gives its its teaching and its and its messages to its soul that it's that it's educating is through the dream. I guess that makes sense because I always do whatever I see myself doing. So like I'll have visions. I'm not really a dreamer, but I'll have a vision of yeah. me seeing myself doing something or operating in a particular gift or on a stage or whatever. And then I'll see it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so let me do that <laughs> and test it out. Um, so I, I guess I, I can see the correlation. Yeah, that's daydreaming. It's the same thing. Daydreaming is the same thing as night dreaming. You're your day, you saw yourself in your mind's eye doing what you needed to do, and then you were able to tap into that energy and then do it. That's what every golfer does, every good golfer does before every shot. He or she sees the shot they want to hit, they visualize it in their mind just before they hit it. And hope that they, what, they, what they created in the, in the spiritual plane would then manifest itself in the physical plane. You can do that bowling too. You can manifest the yes. ball going down and hitting the pocket in the right man in the way that you're supposed to. You could do it that way. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, or foosball. I was really good at foosball. I was gonna say that can also kind of explain the whole deja vu thing as well. Then it's like, oh, wait, oh I've yeah. seen this before. That's the lesson that I learned in you know the oversoul teaching. That's why I'm remembering it, or I can call it back to memory. I've seen this before because it's the lesson that was taught as I slept. So that kind of that's pretty interesting. Yeah, the deja vu is sort of an echo off of your subconscious mind being a couple nanoseconds ahead of you clearing out your manifestation and then it happens and then you you do it physically and it's an, it's an echo effect that's what one of people feel that the deja vu is actually all right good stuff good stuff anyone else have anything they wanted to share Okay. Anybody need help walking through those six steps? Get out a pencil, piece of paper. We can go through them again if you don't have the book in front of you. How cool would it be to next week when we have Antonio on this call? We say, by the way, Antonio, we, we last week we made a commitment to do this, and this is where we are. We'd like to share it with you. Right. Anybody want to enjoy? Uh, I'm in on join? it. You're in? Okay. I'm yes. In cool. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, because I have like some of these things. Look, I have okay. So when it came down, okay, to let's walk you through it. Do you mind if we just walk you through it? Is the first one? Okay. Yeah, you can help me. Sure. Okay. All right. Fix in so, mind the exact amount of money you desire. I said five hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. Determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. Okay, well, everything that I do get will be the, the solid foundation for IMA industry. So basically, I have, I am, I was, the money that I'm making now is all to put into my business so that my business can have a solid foundation. That's the next step. What we're talking about with this next, what are you going to do to create that opportunity to, to earn that money? 
So you, you went to the next step, which is okay. You know, after you get the money, you told us what you're going to do with it. You didn't tell us, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. Do you understand what I just said? Did that make sense? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I thought that's what I was saying. Well, the well money you were saying I what, at least what I heard, you may have been saying something else and I just didn't hear it, right? Because I'm just a male. You know, God made man and said, I can do better and then made woman. Uh, <laughs> so, so it might've been just what I heard, but I heard what you were going to do after you got the money. Anybody else hear that? Well, it, yeah, she said, she said what she, she said what she's yeah, going to do. I heard that too. Yeah, she said, yeah, she said, she, yeah, she said what, she's, what she's going to do with the money. The thing is, what is it that you're going to give in return? So what are you giving up in, in return for, for the universe giving you the money? So for example, Antonio read his, his statement one day okay. on a call and he said, yeah, of course, he said $100 billion. That was oh, right, right. I got he you. Said, so I'm he's going to give, give up my time. Yeah, and any friends, you know, whoever may, they may be, give up my TV time, my reading time. So what are you giving in return oh, for that $500,000? Okay. I got you. Um, yeah, my time. That's that. I want my time to be considered only to be, what is that, what, the um, income-based opportunity time like I want to cut out all of the the excess time where I'm not either focused on creating or actually developing like doing it so I guess that would yeah. be like may I add one thing to that creating developing and may I add one thing to that yes please and serving oh yes definitely definitely serving Okay. Okay. But no, what I was saying was that everything that that I was going to get was going to be to provide the foundation for the IMA industry. Gotcha. That's what, but I understand what you mean by what am I willing to give up? Because that makes sense. Or not even give up to give and you don't have to give up something just to give in return for the money you desire. Right. I'm going to give education. I'm going to give love. I'm going to give forgiveness. I'm going to give gratitude. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to give peace. Right. I'm going to give encouragement. I'm going to give uh, uh, wisdom. Hope. Hope. There you go. Hope. Faith. Hope and charity. That's what it, 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 it. Okay, I understand. I understand. So, this is fun. Thanks for playing. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay so going back to this is the second step determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire um a lot of lot of gratitude lots of um joyful lightful speeches okay or seminars i'm definitely giving back that wasted time like that wasted TV time, the wasted time okay. of nothing. I have a lot of nothing time. Um, and I'm going to time to create. I got one for you. Okay. You're going to give people the opportunity to be involved with ATS. 
Oh, definitely. You're going to give people the opportunity to be involved because you're making sales calls, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're giving people the opportunity to be involved with ATS. That's something you're going to give. Okay. Right. Um, give, can I, can I give a, a sense of oneness? Sure. Over, over here. Over here. Huh? Oh. <laughs> so I can, that, that is something that I can say that I would like to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A sense of oneness. Yeah. Okay. I think if we all did this, the world would be an amazing different place if everybody gave a sense of oneness. If they approached all their interaction as with a one. sense of oneness. Right. This whole world would be a different world. Well, that's my big one. You know, I'm I'm big on the one thing. Okay. And then what would be part of your definite plan would be by listening and asking questions. I skipped to step four. Step three is, okay, so you, you pretty much, you got an idea of how to start working on step two, right? Step two. Right. Okay, step now three is established. I said, I said January 23rd, 2022. Cool. Next, fourth, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once. All right, so I have already published the book and get it get it out. That was my number one thing that I wanted to do. Um, and then it says, see notes, tell my story. Yeah. Oh, and becoming a professional expert that speaks. Yeah. That's what I have on there. You're going to dial the phone how many times during the day? That's a good one. I've been working on 20. I've actually been just trying to get through my list. Yeah, but okay. I, I can understand putting a number a number on it. That'll work. I'll do 20 a day. Now that's 20 dials. Right, 20 di dials, 20, day, 20 a day. With 20 dials, you'll actually contact six to 10 people. Well, not even that, probably. Right. I Believe it or not, I... I'm getting lucky to leave maybe six or six messages. <laughs> right. Then, then, then it turns little... in how many messages and how many actually people you talk to. Right. Exactly. I have one person, one lady is on my voicemail. She returned my phone call. So yeah, that was good. And that's about right. You know, out of 20, if you, if you dialed the phone 20 times, you probably are going to talk to one or two maybe, and you're going to have two maybe return your phone calls and the rest of them, they're just going to hang out there and then you decide how you want to follow up. Right. So you're going to do 20 new dials. How many follow-up dials are you going to do every day? Because that's a different subset of calls. Mm. So didn't I think about that, did you? I didn't think about it that way, no. But that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so 10 follow-ups. 20 new dials, 10 follow-ups. Cool. That'll keep it. That'll keep it right. That's a good way of working those leads. Okay. I like that. <laughs> and then it says, write out a clear statement. Right. May I, may I suggest one other goal to put in that? 
Yes, please. How many people that you contact would give you names of people that they would like you to contact? So you mean like in reference form? Yeah, for the, the easiest way that I've learned, and if I, anybody thinks of a better way, I'm willing to listen, that's for sure, is by the way, who do you know who might like to know more about this? Right. Doesn't hurt to ask. You know, if you uh -huh. think you've developed a rapport with the person or even not, even if you even if even if it's a complete washout call, how fun would it be? When they're going, you're asking me who I know and I just blew you off. Boy, you are a piece of work, you know. Adrian, you were you're perfect for this kind of stuff because you just naturally exude it. Well, I appreciate you. And I'm trying to step all into it. That's why I say, I, but I've been looking at this desire sheet for a minute. And now that I, I appreciate that we're going over it because now I know the specifics of it. Cause right. you get more, the, the more the detail in it, the more, the easier of the desire to, to actually manifest. Cool. Anybody else have something to add to help uh, Adrian, or maybe you might have a question for your own while we're here. So for me, I'm going to work on the um, the steps that I, the instructions I was given with the mustard seed, with the candles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when I got off of work, I got all the material. So as Adrian was speaking, I was just writing down everything that I'm gonna. Um, be asking God that I want to return in seven days. So that's what I'm going to be working for. That's like a good challenge for me. I'm looking forward to um, reaching that and getting all the things I want from that challenge. Yeah. Is there a thing, is there such a thing as a seven day candle? Yes, I looked it up. It oh. is. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. It's, you I get think it's bed, like seven little beyond? candles, right? But I didn't get seven candles. I got like, because I was like, if I get a candle and blow and let it burn all night or whatever, when I'm sleeping, I'm going to be sleep, sleep, right? So I got like a, a LD uh, candle. <laughs> it's a prayer That's candle. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. It's the same purpose. Yeah, you just adapted <laughs> it to fit your needs. Yes. <laughs> what about my needs? <laughs> right? That's funny. So we're going to write out a clear, conscious statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire, name the time limits for its acquisition, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan to which you intend to accumulate. Any questions on that? Step five. Now we'll go to step six, read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after rising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. By the way, you know, I'm gonna have to do this since I'm asking you to do this. I'm gonna have to do this myself, so. Grace, how about you? Yes, sir, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I won't ask anybody else unless you wanna volunteer to be part of this project. We'd be more than happy, the more the merrier. And then next week when Antonio has his class, before he starts, let's share with him what we did in this class and share with him that we have these six steps done for ourselves and what they are. 
I think that would be just so cool, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Really would. Am I kidding myself, or am I just, or yeah. is that? <laughs> He's gonna be mind blown. Yeah. Good. It's hard. It'd be hard to blow Tempest. I bet it's pretty hard to blow his mind. <laughs> He'll let you know. He will. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Look, it'd be one thing to say it, but then he'll really be blown when we get it. Because January 25th, yeah. I'm sitting there with the bread. I'm like, now see, now this is what I'm talking about. That means that's when it'd be blown. Like, <gasps> That's funny. Right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, two things before we wrap up. You would not have the desire unless you were capable of achieving it. And whatever it is you desire with all of your heart, understand once and for all that it can and should be yours. So write it down, uh, follow the six steps, you know, and even if you don't know the exact dollar amount, you know, amount of money that you desire, you gotta go and sit and think about it. These six things make you think, you know, and you really have to ask yourself, what am I gonna give in return for however much you say, you know, the amount that you say you, you desire. What am I going to give for this? Because whatever it is that you say, you know, you gotta, you gotta stick to that, you know. Um, and then you gotta create a definite plan. Um, I remember Antonio saying, I wrote it down, move in the way will be shown and then write it down. If you don't write it down, it won't happen. Okay, that's, that's the reason why, you know, Michelle Black says she has the, her proclamations on the mirror. She wrote it down. Adrian wrote down, she told us $500,000 because she wrote it down. So you always want to write down uh, your desire. I, I do have a question about that. Is what? it a proclamation or affirmation? Hmm. Is that the same thing? Or is it the same thing? That, that, obviously, you can tell I'm not a person that does either one of these things. But these are the <laughs> things that <laughs> you know, that's what I said. Am I right. supposed to be proclaiming it right. or acclaiming it? What right. are you, to do you proclaim it or do you affirm it? Or is that the saying the same thing? Mm -hmm. Well, don't you have to claim it before you affirm it? Because if you don't affirm it, there's nothing to claim. <laughs> See? Oh, mm -hmm. Lord. Okay. I'm going to just start saying it. That's, it's just it's going to be my daily statement of what I say. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, Perfect. when you write it down, it's your clear, concise statement of the amount of money you want, name the time limit uh, for your acquisition, and state what you intend to give in return for it, for the money, and describe clearly the plan through which you accumulate it. Um, so I, uh, Adrian Allen, will uh, will achieve or will attain $500,000 by January 23rd, 2022. In return for this money, I will give, I think you said a sense of oneness and you named some other things. So you named those Sense things. of wonder. A sense of wonder. That's what she said. I'm sorry. A sense of and wonder. Oneness. She said both. She was right. Oh, oneness. She was right. Okay. Right. I will give all those things that you said you were going to give in return for it. And then um, to, to achieve. And to, then the definite plan to carry right. it out. And then you write out your plan. Yeah. I, and, I plan to do this. Yeah. This. I plan to do this, 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 and this. And there you go. To carry it out. And go. then, right. And then the. And you read it aloud. Twice a day, when you wake yeah. up, before you go to sleep. 
Well, I'm on it. Uh, Antonio, I'm on every it. time you speak, you plant a seed. So, and you already see yourself there. Right there, you go. I've been doing. I've been doing that, which is really funny because I have never done that before. But it's cool. I mean, honestly, I've never been like you know. Oh, that's my car, or I want to be in this house, or I want to drive like. I've never done that, and lately I've been like trying to put myself in a place where I'm like, I can do that. I I see that. Like, okay, I can see that. Like Dion always talks about the carpet that she can feel and how she can feel the softness of the carpet yeah. in her toes. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Good. When I had my daughter, I can visual visualize her in the back seat. I can see her face features. So before she came, I can already see a child sitting in the back looking at me. And then before I had her. All of a sudden, I just wanted to go to the beach and just play in the sand and the water. It was like a release for me. That's good. All right, all right. Yeah, Adrian, I think I've seen you go from being a wondering generality to a meaningful specific. Mm. Right. One more time, because that's like a quote. I'm gonna have to ask you to send that to me. You need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to write that down. I like that. Well, you write it down. Go on. What'd you say? Uh, You've moved from a wandering generality. A wandering generality. To a meaningful specific. Mm. Mm. That's kind of cool. I like that. Would you yeah. agree with me? I, I must say yes. I, I like that. Ooh. Come on, graduation. I like this. I like that. That's really nice. A wondering generality to a meaningful specific. Right now. I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, I like that. You know, I just say you don't know what they say, but it sounds good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to hear that three times tomorrow, but damn it sounds that's good. that's the Holy Spirit. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. Go on with yourself. Go on with yourself. Um, and just for the record, I am having John Calloway on D Block Church tonight. If you guys oh, are, wow. If you, if you, you know, it's just the beginning of something. I'm not sure what, but yesterday with Mr. Vashtine in the five minutes, he struck me with the with his jo whole Joseph Joseph story that he didn't realize that he he was telling. And um, so I'm going to introduce him to my to my heir tonight. So that should be fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Anybody else have anything for the good of the group before we say goodbye? All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on tonight's Integrity Leadership Call. Had a great time with you all. Those of you all, you're very welcome, Chantel. Uh, those of you all who are in on doing your six steps, they are in the chat. I'll, uh, if anyone wants them again, I can post them um, in the in the messenger groups so that you can have them, and then that way you can have something to look at again, so you, you can write those things down. All right, ladies. Grace. Yes, sir. 
alpha raw for if anybody wants me to walk through with them because remember jesus sent them out in twos <laughs> that's right so if anybody wants to have me just as i i did this with adrian and we came up with some creative stuff that wouldn't have come up with if we weren't trying to work on it together give them my number and they can call me and we'll work on them okay so anyone like mr anyone would like to work uh have mr phil work with you on your uh six steps you can give him a call if you don't know his number get with me and i will give you his number all well, right we can give it now 614-736-6990 that's it all right there we go there you go there you go all right the two deacons have done their job so the pastor should be back <laughs> next thursday and let's uh, wow him with our six steps those of us who said that we would do it all right everyone have a great evening see you all tomorrow morning for the daily meeting you can plant better you can dominate take care love you love you more <laughs>